0: Hey everybody! It's your host Pappy with some bad news and some good news. The bad news is that I messed up the audio on this episode, so it's going to sound a little bit worse than usual. Apologies for that; that's my fault. But the good news is that we have a new podcast. Our spinoff Lord of the Rings show has been launched. So if you search for Lord of the Rings spoilers on iTunes, you can find all of our Lord of the Rings episodes there. It would really mean a lot if you could take a second, search for Lord of the Rings spoilers, and give us five stars there. That would help us show up in the search results and help more people find our feed. Thanks for listening and. On with the show. Harley Quinn voted for Bernie. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Everybody, welcome to Spoilers. I'm your host, Pappy, and we're doing a new movie tonight. I think our first 2020 movie, uh Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Joining us tonight it's a comic book movie so you know we have PK our superhero correspondent PK how are you yo yo I'm great man how are you I'm pretty good I wanted our opening question just to say stay really positive tonight I, I like the movie uh but what what is another w or uh, DC movie that you like uh PK it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite but uh are we DC- talking
1: like DC of recent or like does this include? Dark I think man everything, films. right? This is yeah. everything.
0: Open ended from any time. You could Ooh. go back to Adam West if you wanted to.
1: Oh man. But don't. Um in that case, <laughs> I'm not going to give a specific answer. I'm going to just shed some love on the DC animated universe because if you're a comic book fan, you know that DC animated movies have always been superior to the live action and I think that still holds true and uh like Mask of the Phantasm, Batman, yes, um, great one. Under the Red Hood. Basically, any Batman animated film, check it out. Um, yeah, DC, I think with this is on the rise, though. They're taking steps in the right direction for live action.
0: Yeah, we're recording this the night of the Oscars. As we record, Joker has the most uh, Oscar nominations of any movie, a DC film. And yeah, Mask of the Phantasm was a lost episode that Stevie and I did uh, year one of Slower. So that that I mean, we're right for a redo. year one.
2: That's another good Batman movie. But anyway, go Man, on. Hey.
0: <laughs> the guy who just made out that clever, clever observation, Corey. Uh, where are you recording from tonight? And what's a DC movie that you that you enjoy? Hi, uh, my
2: name's Corey. Recording out of Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren memes. Um, Well, I mean, I have really liked PK's point. Uh, Another great one that people should watch is Batman Assault on Arkham, which is basically a Suicide Squad animated movie, which is much Mm. better than the live action Suicide Squad movie. But that aside, I'm going to go with live action. And I'm going to say one of my favorites is the 1992 Tim Burton film Batman Returns which we recently did a podcast on over at Big Dumb Movie that should be out in a few days. Maybe even by the time this is out, it'll be out. So check that out. But I really do like Batman Returns. It's got that old-school, wintery Tim Burton feel with that like dark aesthetic and the beautiful Danny Elfman score. That one's just a classic. Very nostalgic for me
0: underrated as a christmas movie uh definitely I think, I think my pick would be another one that's underrated as a christmas movie i really enjoyed uh the shazam from last year uh, i forgot to give mine at the top but last but not least we have a first time guest on the podcast letterbox legend uh we're calling him mike mike where are you recording from tonight and what's a dc movie you enjoy watching
3: i am uh, recording from Peabody, massachusetts uh my hey, favorite DC. Film. Yeah, a, um, my favorite DC film is uh, probably probably uh, The Dark Knight. Obviously, I would say, or Vertigo. I would count uh, History of Violence. Yeah, Dark
2: Knight is classic.
0: Mike, you're on Letterboxd a lot. You're you're an active user. Do you feel any of the blowback from Dark Knight? Because I feel like when it came out, it was like regarded as not just a fantastic comic book movie; it was, it was transcending. But I feel like it's kind of gotten the fight club treatment a little bit where people sort of look down on it. I still really love the movie, but I don't see
3: it as much as other films. Yeah. I mean, you could say that for any, you know, one of the most, you know, popular films of all time. That's very true.
2: 2008 was a big year for comic book movies. Dark Knight and Iron Man came out, I believe, in the same year.
0: Here we are, 12 years later, uh, talking about another comic book movie. And and a a sequel, PK, to the much maligned that we talked about, Suicide Squad. Could you help... I never saw Suicide Squad. Could you kind of help bridge the gap between that film (laughs) and where we stand uh, today? Well, I unfortunately saw Suicide Squad
1: twice in theaters. Mm. Um... So, this is a very, like, loose sequel. The only thing that really connects it is, you know, Harley Quinn and her relationship with the Joker. Or should I say her past relationship with the Joker. And uh, I really enjoyed the, like, goofy animated intro to the movie that we got. Kind of explaining her and her relationship with Mr. J. (laughs) And uh, I like how they kind of gave the Joker his old school comic look in that intro. Cause they're just trying to get away as far away from possible from Jared Leto as the Joker. Rightfully
2: so. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it doesn't have too much to do with suicide squad. They don't mention it much. I did catch, um, fuck. What's his name? Captain <laughs> <Boomerang>? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was trying to think of the actor's name. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. I saw his little mugshot in the, in the police station. She said, hey, I know him. <laughs> uh, there's, that's like one of the very few callbacks to uh, suicide squad. So you don't need to see it to see this There's also
3: the post-credits scene that I did you know, the one line. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I waited yeah. for
1: like I didn't the, watch the initial credits, and then I was like, eh, I'll look it up later. Corey, did you watch it? The Anything?
2: post-credits for Birds of Prey? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a line. It's like I a, did. Yeah, I was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what is, they were what trying to pull it? like a Deadpool. It was basically Harley Quinn's voiceover saying, like, what are you still here? What are you waiting for? Okay, I'll tell you something. And then it says Batman, and then it cuts her off immediately.
0: That's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I I don't really see the need, like why movies feel the need to, to lead us on like that. But that, that was a good summary, PK. And, and basically, Corey, what we're left with after uh, Harley Quinn has ended her relationship with Mister J is basically. The first act of John Wick 3. Uh, but that's Harley <laughs> Quinn's whole existence, right?
2: She's just there to drink and party and, I guess, uh, eat a whole lot of fucking cheese whiz, man. That scene makes me nauseous.
0: <laughs> Everybody wants to kill her, though. Is kind of what I was getting at. There's a lot of would-be assassins.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the idea is that Harley Quinn, who was the Joker's main squeeze, is no longer with him. So she's on her own. And because of that, all the people that she's fucked with over the years are trying to come and get her. And they're, they're doing so in a very comic booky fashion. Because it's not like um, they're kind of coming at her one at a time, and you kind of see them like, all right, I'm going to come get revenge. It's like during one chase scene, they all just seem to randomly encounter her, which is very a very comic book move, I think.
0: And beyond just that, it reminds me of John Wick, too, with the text on the screen coming up, introducing the characters. Mike, mm-hmm. it's a very stylish movie,
3: that being one they of their choices. Suicide Squad also, though. Yeah, they did do that in Suicide Squad. That's yeah. one of the few things <laughs> I liked <laughs> about that movie. When I first saw that in this movie, I was kind of getting pissy. I was <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, are they doing it again?
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I had the exact same thought. I was like, okay, are they going to make the same mistakes as Suicide Squad? Yeah. But uh, that, that idea kind of <laughs> dropped from my mind. What would you was,
3: guys think of like Harley's narration of the story? it was kind of jarring I just thought I mean it wasn't like you know devastatingly jarring but I've heard that too and I think that
1: like it kind of made sense because it's like she's telling the story you know from her point of view and she's fucking crazy and who knows what's going on in her head so it kind of makes sense that it kind of bounces around here from there and
2: back to here and back to there and
1: oh yeah by the way uh, you, you need to know this so let's go back
2: a little bit it's the classic unreliable narrator. So mm-hmm. I think we see some examples of that, like when she blows up uh, Ace Chemicals and the way it looks, the explosion has like fireworks coming out of it and it's very grand. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the cops are looking at it, it's just like a regular like industrial fire. fire. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's cool. But that does make sense.
0: But, I mean, that's it's a big choice, though, to structure the film in the way they did. It's like, I, I think they literally use a line from, like, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, where the story, like, goes too far, and the narrator's gonna be like, wait, I forgot to tell you something, and it backs up. I, Mike, did you enjoy the structure of the film, or, or were you, I was a little bit lost, I
3: gotta be honest. Yeah, it was okay, but, I mean, I'm, like, just, like, I wasn't excited, I didn't really expect anything going into this i didn't even really read i just saw the rotten tomatoes raid and i'm like okay i mean just the average was a six but that just i just go into this fresh i mean it wasn't really you know awful but per se but i mean it wasn't it kind of rattled me up because at first i'm just like you know i'm like oh they're doing this for you know I mean, it kind of stopped when, you know, when she started, when she finally said the whole thing, you know, the plan at the police at the police station, yeah. And then I thought the movie got a little different there. Well, you mentioned the
0: police station. That sequence is, is so effing ridiculous. I mean, PK, is that kind of the Kylo's point? Do you think that was actually, like, happening? Is that supposed to be the unreliable unreli- narrator? Because she's shooting beanbag guns at cops who have real guns it should be the game game over right
1: i i i could see it going either way i mean yeah it could be kind of in her head but at the same at the same time you you start thinking that way it's like the whole movie could play out in her head just like kind of like people have theories about the joker and it's like i just think you know they're playing a, along the lines of it is a comic book movie it's bright and colorful and chaotic and goofy and just like the, her character. So I think it's, it's, I think I want to believe that that, you know, really happened and she really brought canisters of red and blue paint or smoke and glitter. And cause I mean, she, she was still fucking those dudes up when she was hitting them and with the gun or whatever. So, I mean, she knows, she doesn't care. She, she, she's just having fun. So I think that's all part of her game.
0: The, st- the style seems to take a lot of precedent over the substance. And, and there is like a conflict that's kind of pushed way in the background with a diamond that has some account numbers on it. But Corey, I see this more as an assembling the squad movie. There's a couple people who joined Harley Quinn. Did any of those characters stand out to you?
2: Um, I liked huntress actually and oh i God, think some people dope. are gonna hate her huntress but i liked her a lot because she's so fucking awkward <laughs> that it's great like, she's lived in like isolation training with these like crazy assassins slash hitmen that she's like just extremely socially awkward and i think it's great like it's it's subtle in a way it's almost to the point where i was like is this bad acting? And then after a few minutes, I'm like, no, she's just really fucking great
3: acting. (laughs) Mary (laughs) was with one set. has been a lot of good stuff. I mean, she's a great actress. Except for, I mean, you know, she did stuff like smashed and then she did stuff like Gemini man. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. PK, did you have any huntress moments that stood out to you? Oh,
1: absolutely. Like the fact that they showed her like talking to herself in the mirror, practicing like her intro and her introducing herself and then you get to see it in the movie. Like, but well, the first time, you know, she, she kind of, I'm huntress. And then when she actually squads up with the crew later, she's, um, you're the, the crossbow. <laughs> no. And then she's about to say, I am. You're Helena Bertinelli. Fuck And she's like, Oh, for fuck's sake or something like that. I, I, I laughed out loud in that part. That was fucking hilarious. But yeah, like her, her awkwardness and everything made her freaking hilarious. And, Super relatable because I get like that too. So, and she's such, she's the most badass one of them all, and she's the most awkward in person. So I think that was an interesting dynamic.
0: That bit went on for so long too. They were like setting it up, and <laughs> setting up the crossbow killer, the crossbow killer, the crossbow killer, <laughs> and, like yep. five different people. Uh, Mike, I, I saw in your letterbox
3: review that you said Rosie Perez uh, really stood out to you. I just what Rosie like Perez? I just yeah. like to see her. like I haven't seen her in anything, you know. I just like seeing her, because I like, I like her early 90s, you know, like... Uh, white Man Can't white, Jump? Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Like, it's Me not, too. like, the best movie, but, you know, I enjoy it. And, and uh, uh, I didn't see Fearless. I got to see that. She got nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, okay, yeah, she was to do The Right Thing. I always forget that. But, um, yeah, I just like to see her. I mean, her character was cliched, but that was kind of the point. You know, the movie didn't make towards that. The scene with
1: where she gets the shirt was so fucking funny. What, did it say, like, I shaved my balls for this? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, don't bring it up for the longest time. You just got to sit there and realize it. And this is, <laughs> that was too funny.
0: PK, as our superhero correspondent, am I supposed to know... The last character we didn't talk about was uh, Black Canary. Am I supposed to know that she has... Scream powers? Did I? I, uh, I know that she like breaks the glass earlier in the film, but is that all? The all of the breadcrumbs that I'm given that she's a little yeah. superhero? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: Look, um, they, sh- they should have left the canary cry out of this movie. It it didn't seem to fit, did it? When she used it, her, power? I mean,
1: they sh- if you rewatch the trailer, they show that scene in the trailer too. So I like, I knew it was coming, but I also they, I knew the character, so I, I, I just assumed it was coming at some point. But yeah, the mm-hmm. little glass breaking that was that's all the teaser you're gonna get she's she's an arrow the show there's the series arrow and um there was an old birds of prey show back in the day on like the cw yeah it was horrific w. but yeah it's if you don't know comics you're not gonna know who dinah lance is is she a famous comic? She's she's yeah she's very. I mean she's she's married to the Green Arrow and then like she's she's like the le- one of the leaders of the Birds of Prey. I don't I don't know too much about the actual Birds of Prey comic line. I know more about like the individual characters themselves. But um, from what I know, these some people were kind of worried going into this that they were worried about like these characters weren't going to be true to like the Birds of Prey comic line. But I've also heard after seeing the movie that people loved it and they yeah, might be a yeah. little different than how they're portrayed in the comics but overall it's it's doing well so far i think
2: yeah they're a team of heroes in the comics essentially which is what they become at least i mean some essentially of
1: them. this isn't like kind of like you were saying earlier it's kind of like a getting the game together movie this is essentially a harley quinn movie mm-hmm. that the third act is where you get the birds of prey it's almost like a prequel and then eventually i feel like they'll get their own without harley quinn Mm-hmm. But about mm-hmm. that, I don't know if it, 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 it won't. If it's if it
0: keeps to continuing how it's doing in the box office. After yeah.
1: Pretty,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, you had a good point too that Sonic comes out next week, so it's probably not long for the number one one spot.
3: The worst they're <laughs> gonna do is uh HBO Max series for them.
1: Dude, I'm all, I'm all in for DC on HBO Max. Doom <laughs> Patrol season two. If you haven't watched Doom Patrol. Go watch it. It's weird.
0: Uh, Kylo, we'd be remiss. We, we did talk about It's was mostly an Assembling the Squat movie. It's mostly an excuse to see more of uh, Harley Quinn. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your boy, Ewan McGregor. Uh, what Hello did you there. think about uh, the, <laughs> the Black Mask? Black Mask? Black, black mask. mask. Okay. He is a
2: fucking lunatic. Ewan McGregor is... He's really, like, playing up this like complete psycho so well. Like he had me laughing like almost any time he was speaking because he's so fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He is an insane person. <laughs> he uh he's just like relishes and all like his nice masks and he's like he's like super like willing to describe them and he he's just so insane, but he can be quite scary as well. So I think he did a really good job. I think it was definitely one of the highlights of the movie.
1: He looked so badass when they finally put the mask on.
0: And it's it's funny too because like I think that DC does a much better job of tackling social issues, right? I should say that they do a much more graceful job of, of tackling social issues than Marvel does. Where like I loved Endgame, but like the all-girl shot where they line oh, up. Oh god, there's a similar shot in this, but it's much more subtle. And I liked how you and McGregor. Everything in his apartment is, like, culturally appropriated from some other country. Like, he's got shrunken heads from Africa. He's got a bunch of, like, Asian stuff. Like, it's it's a very intentional character choice that they're making and how they're portraying him. Um, Mike, what did you think about you and McGregor as uh, as Black Mask?
3: I thought he was, you know, uh, McGregor, he's he's, he's he's good and everything. Well, maybe not everything, but <laughs> I thought he was, you know, solid as a role. And I... Kind of just wish, you know, they did it on him a little bit differently. Did you want
2: him to be like more like a uh, typical like mob guy? Is that what no, you No, that's what
3: I kind of didn't want. I'm like, oh, is he really just ripping guys' faces off? Okay. Yeah, so I didn't know. I mean, I don't know why, but I didn't
1: know this was rated R going into it. <laughs> so, like, all of a sudden so they started cutting people's faces off. I was like, oh, okay. This is uh, dark as shit. But yeah, I, I liked his take on the character. I mean, I, I kind of heard some criticism and people were complaining, saying he, he wasn't like a, he was just a one-sided character and just like pure evil and crazy. I'm like, like, they didn't have that relatable facts. Like, dude, not every villain needs to have that. Like, you see their point of view.
2: It's like, yeah, not everyone's Killmonger, you know?
1: Exactly. Right. <laughs> so I, I thought it was awesome.
2: I thought he was great, too. And, you know, leading up to this podcast, I was kind of thinking about him in my head. And he he's great for, like, a, a Gotham villain, I think, in a lot of ways. But one of the things I was thinking about was that face-ripping scene you were talking about where he cuts the people's faces off. Mm-hmm. He did that in the daytime. Like, that yeah, was probably great. the most heinous crime he committed. And he did it during the daytime, which is, <laughs> I think, probably an intentional choice, right? Because yeah, Batman he, is, he would just swoop in on this, that shit. Like-
1: that's true. That's I never thought of it that way. That's cool. I mean, that was just a Tuesday for him. It yeah. like the
2: <laughs> but
1: Yeah, Victor Zazz was pretty fucking wild and creepy too.
0: I read some speculation and I listened to the Double Toasted podcast, or like part of it, uh, earlier in the week before I saw the movie, but there's speculation that Black Mask and Victor, Victor Zaz are gay in this film. Did you guys pick I, up on it? I kind of picked up on some like little subtle, like...
1: I, I caught it more of like... Zaz is kind of obsessed with this guy, and he just wants to do anything to please this guy. And But I could see where people kind of picked that up.
0: I thought they were kind of... It seemed like a LeFou-Gaston type relationship, you know what I mean? <laughs> where it's not necessarily... Yeah, overtly reciprocated, but there seems to be like a little one-way crush. Uh, that's pretty much... All that I had, I want to open it up to you uh other final thoughts. But Mike, I, I had one more one more note. Kind of speaking of the style over substance, uh, did you enjoy the uh, diamonds are forever sequence? Basically, Harley Quinn gets like punched in
3: the face, and it kind of goes into like a Marilyn Monroe type. I think deal. it's I a think Gentleman before Blondes. Right. Like, I feel like that was shot for the trailer, to be honest. <laughs> and they just cut it in because they had like you know, I mean it was like a you know like a dream or like you know it was just a sequence they had i feel like i mean that's just my opinion i mean that's just me but corey did you like it i
2: did quite enjoy it i thought it was kind of nice how like after getting hit we kind of like jumped into her mind for a second and she is like a crazy person so what goes on in her head is like not what would go on in anyone else's head (laughs) head during that moment which is kind of cool i thought it was great I really liked it.
0: And I'll say this, too. Like, Margot Robbie is a testament to her performance because I should be really annoyed by her character. And I feel like any other person, <laughs> like, doing that, that level of ADD would would annoy me. But, like, everything from, like, the egg sandwich bit on down Oh, my God. works, and it's hilarious. So let's... Do you guys have any final thoughts or anything I didn't didn't bring up?
1: I was just going to say something about Ewan McGregor one more time. Um, Go for like, it. Like, I watched Doctor Sleep like two days before I went and saw this so it was kind of interesting to see like I don't know if you guys have seen it but his like portrayal of, of adult Danny Torrance is kind of like mundane and boring and and it's kind of weird and just seeing him flip a switch and play this over the top crazy psychotic dude and you could just tell he was having fun with it I thought that was uh, pretty interesting but, One yeah. thing
2: I also want to say on the topic of super, uh of birds of prey, excuse me, is uh, the action. The action oh, in great. this movie is fucking amazing. It really is. Like the hand-to-hand stuff they took they put a lot more care than I figured they would have in a movie of this type. There's a lot of wide shots. There's yeah, I was going to uh, say it was
1: all shot so you could see everything. Like it, it wasn't shaky cam. It wasn't all that stupid bullshit.
2: Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, and I it did it a lot that. better than I've seen some of the recent Marvel movies in terms of hand-to-hand stuff, mm-hmm. do with the exception of Winter Soldier. But really top-quality action scenes as far as hand-to-hand stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. The CGI was really good, too. Like, I'm pretty sure Bruce the Hyena, that's what he was, right? He looks
2: so good.
0: Yeah, that was a definitely a CGI dog. It wasn't a, a unless Margot Robbie like ate a Twizzler with a real hyena. But yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> I don't, it had to have been yeah like a
1: some type of dog that they just CGI because I was sitting there looking at that thing. I'm like, man, it looks just like my fucking German Shepherd at home.
2: It looks a lot better than that uh, dog in the Harrison Ford movie coming out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right?
0: seriously, Call of the Wild. <laughs> podcast coming soon for that I'm sure but let's go ahead yep. and uh, uh, wrap this podcast up uh, this is where we give our yes or no's and, and kind of some final wrap up thoughts uh, this will be a yes uh, for me I, like we've been talking about I'm really impressed with what DC has been doing I, I have no dog in this fight we've done a lot of DC movies and a lot of Marvel movies on this podcast and I've given nos to, no's to both but they just seem to be on a hot streak with Shazam and Joker and now this and just like the way that Ewan McGregor blows up at the end is so satisfying. Oh it's so, my god. It's so nice <laughs> to hear that fuck like that's 20 pretty. times in a movie for adults. Like it's just it's just nice. And, and like I said, the style it is style over substance sometimes. I do think that we could have done a better job of like setting up the canary call or whatever happens at the end. But I, I really enjoyed my time watching this movie and I would be down to spend more time in this world. Uh, Mike you're our first-timer, uh, first-time guest on this podcast. Why don't you give uh, a couple parting thoughts and then your yes or no uh, rating?
3: I thought it was just... I thought I had a really fun time with it. Like, I just thought at first it wasn't going to really do anything for me, at least for the first 40, 40 to 40 minutes. I just... It got much... I, I just got much more into it by the end. Um, I hope uh, it... That's something I know that Mar- Robbie's going to be in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So I'm not worried about her. But, I mean, the other characters, I kind of see a lot of promise with the Birds of Prey themselves. And I just hope that they get a future with something with the DC universe.
0: So is it a yes or a no? Uh, oh,
3: sorry. No, you're uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, uh, of course. I mean, I-, I gave it a three out of five, but that's just more towards the narrative of it but I did enjoy the content.
0: I'm in in the same neighborhood with you. Seven out of ten, three out of five, uh, what have you, uh, Corey, who owns the picked up movie page. If you want to hear Corey talk more about DC movies, go subscribe to them and wait for their Batman returns podcast, which might already be out. But what do you give um, the most recent DC movie birds of prey?
2: I'm going to give birds of prey. Yes. I like this movie a lot. I think it is uh, stylized to be like uh, to to suit the Harley Quinn narrative really well. It's kind of like Deadpool in that way, but I think it uh, I think I like it a little bit more than Deadpool. Um, I don't know. It's has some good humor, has some good violence, has some great action. For complaints, I'd say I wasn't a huge fan of the way Gotham looked during the daytime, but. Other than that, I mean, I think it's a great time. It's it's a really fun movie, and it's kind of exactly what I would want to see in a Harley Quinn movie. And I know it's called Birds of Prey, but it, it really is a Harley Quinn movie. Yes for me.
0: So that's three yeses, and like I said at the top of the podcast, it wouldn't be a comic book movie without our superhero correspondent, PK. Not a lot of superheroes in this, but we got some supervillains. What do you give Birds of Prey? Will you make it preserved? come
1: on you know we're certified fresh out here Boy, um <laughs> i mean preserved don't want to trademark,
0: you know. yeah we have enough copyright troubles as it is right now <laughs> we don't need any more
1: yeah, it's yes yeah, for sure i i i really hope more people go see it and it makes more money oh. just it, it's not like look it's not the dark knight it's not fucking avengers endgame it's it's not a fantastic movie it's a it's a good movie it's a fun movie it's got great action great style um i think like i said dc is taking steps in the right direction and for them to keep making those steps, people got to see these movies and i think i've talked about it on the pod before like people people think movies are either the best thing or the worst thing and if they don't want to see it then or they don't think it's gonna be good they're not gonna see it these days and it kind of sucks but um Little fun fact, I don't know if you guys knew, Cassandra Kane, the little, little Asian girl with the diamond up her ass, uh, she, <laughs> actually, uh, she becomes Batgirl. So that's kind of fun. So that was like a cool, interesting, weird take on her character. Um, yeah. This is a fun, stylish movie. Definitely go see it. Um, I can't wait to see what DC does next. I don't necessarily need all these connected movies like Marvel, like do more like the Joker. Do do one-off movies with great stories and great characters, and make them rated R. Because DC has a great, great line of of comics that can they can take really dark and go in a way different direction than Marvel. And I'd love to see them both on top. We don't need to be fighting Marvel versus DC. We're, we're all comic book fans. But Marvel's better. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel him. Anim- Stuff is not very good. So DC is supreme in animated for sure.
0: X-Men, the animated series. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right. i take it back. <laughs> if
0: you would have told me two years ago we'd be uh, making a DC movie preserved, I wouldn't have believed you on that Justice League episode. But here we are. Thanks again, Mike, uh, for coming on. Really appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Love to come back. Anytime. You're always welcome. Open invite. If there's any movies you want to do, let us know. As always, superhero correspondent PK. Uh, yeah, you're pretty we can't do these podcasts without you. Uh, like I said, check out Corey. Check out Corey on Big Dumb Movie uh, on this feed. Uh, there should be the Forrest Gump episode just dropped uh, the night of the Oscars. You can look for that. And then Brett and I still have the only podcast ever to cover all Best Picture winners in one episode. So we'll be updating that with whatever wins tonight. And then uh, look for some Fast and Furious content coming coming down oh, your God. throat. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully it's
1: better than that damn trailer <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, well stay tuned PK And you'll find out Thanks for listening audience and take it away Spoiler man
4: Spoiler man here Our email is Podcastspoilers at gmail.com Twitter is at Spoilers underscore pod Our Instagram is Podcastspoilers It's lit Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903 776 4507. That's 903 Spoil 07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes.